What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 69, Santos versus Blanchfield. Um, they've moved the uh, main event around that was originally on this on this card. Um, it was originally Marlon Vera and Corey Sanhagen, I believe. We've actually lost quite a few good fights off this card. Um, Joe Selecki, Benoit St. Denise would have been good. Gerald Mearshart versus Aboost Magomedov. Um, Jim Miller, Gabriel Benitez, uh, Carlston Harris, Ramiz Brahima. Those would have, would have been an all entertaining fights. Uh, kind of sucks because this, if those had been included in this, this would have been a pretty decent card. It's still all right though. But um, let's start down here at the uh, at the bottom. We got Jamal Emmers taking on Kusin Askabov, and uh, so. This Askabov guy, he's really good. You know, this is his first fight in the UFC. But uh and he's also been been out for almost three years, so that's that's a little bit iffy there. But I mean he's super talented. He's got the wrestling, he's a pretty good striker, um, throws pretty good combinations, uh pretty good kicks. Um, you know, got good control, uh top control uh from top position. Um it's pretty pretty well rounded, you know. Um all the way, uh, you know, probably hasn't fought the best of competition, you know, um, he's got a lot of fights, you know, against guys with small records and stuff like that, but, uh, he's pretty good, you know, and he definitely deserves a shot in the UFC for sure. And, uh, he's taken on Jamal Emmers and, uh, you know, if this fight had been up at featherweight instead of bantamweight, I actually probably would have took an underdog play on Jamal Emmers in this spot because, Oscarball has been out for almost three years, you know, and, and he, he's, you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's a normal Bantamweight, you know, I mean, Jamal Emmers is a big guy even for, uh, for featherweight and he's cutting down to Bantamweight now. And I just, I can't see, I can't see him making the weight, you know, he, he's a pretty big guy. Uh, he's a really good fighter too. You know, he's put on quite a few good performances. He's had his He's had his hiccups throughout his career and stuff, but he's had a little bit of a rough run in the UFC. But, I mean, his first fight was against Giga Chikazi, so, I mean, that's not no easy debut, you know. <laughs> but he's he's a pretty talented fighter. His last fight, he lost to Pat Sabatini uh, by Hill Hook. But he is 33 years old, 5'10", with a 74-inch reach. Uh, we don't have the uh, reach right now on Askabov, so... Um, you know, not not sure there. I can definitely tell you that Jamal Ambers is probably definitely going to have the reach advantage. But you know, I just I can't picture Jamal Ambers at at bantamweight. You know, he's a pretty pretty big guy. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. And you know, it might still be worth the shot. Um, you know, I don't, man. I, I you know, like I said, if it was if it was a uh, if it was up at featherweight in this spot, I would probably take a shot on Jamal Ambers here. But you know, um. It's still a little bit iffy, not because we don't know what Askabov's, you know, been doing. He's been out for almost three years. Um, you know, we don't know what he's going to look like coming in here. You know, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's going to come in looking great. He's really talented, and uh, you know, I'm going to go with Askabov uh, to get the win here. I don't think he's going to finish uh, Jamal Emmers, so probably, probably by the uh, unanimous decision. But I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in, you know, lacking because he's been out for so long and and drops the ball and Jamal gets him. So I said, I wouldn't put any money on this either way. Cause there's a couple of iffy things on both sides, but, uh, 
you know, it's definitely an interesting fight, and I'm definitely excited to see what Askabov can do in the UFC. So, looking forward to that. And uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little, feeling a little bit under the weather today, <laughs> and uh, I meant to get this video out to y'all sooner, and I just, you know, I had to put it off because I've been not feeling too great. But uh, next up, we got AJ Flesher taking on Thimba uh, Grimbo. And uh, AJ Fletcher is 26 years old, 5'10 with a 67 inch reach. He's 9 and 2, and he's 0 and 2 in the UFC. Um, but he's a really exciting fighter. Um, yeah, he made a good account of himself against Semmelsberger in his debut. You know, he did catch that first round. You know, kind of impressed me a little bit. Um, you know, in his next fight, he had a crazy fight. You know, um, just a a, a war with um, uh, Angelusa. And yeah, he he lost that fight, and he showed a lot of, you know, he he did almost get a finish, you know, in that fight for sure. But you know, he showed a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of heart. But you know, it looks like he's kind of had the cardio issues. But you know, I don't really know if he's got cardio issues because the pace of that fight and what was going on in that fight, I don't know if anybody could have been useful in that third round because he was just out of there, you know. But he's a good fighter. He's talented, you know, and um, he was pretty hyped coming into the UFC. Uh, just hasn't quite got that. You know, got the fight that that puts him on the map yet. You know, aside from you know looking like he could take a beating in his last fight, but it was a it was a good fight. And he's he is talented, and he often has Dustin Poirier in his corner. Um, he, he's he's a pretty exciting guy, man. And uh, almost all of his wins have been by finish. Uh, he was undefeated before he came to the UFC. He doesn't have very long arms for the weight class. He usually gives up quite a bit of reach. Um, you know he's he 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 hits real hard. He's got real powerful leg kicks. Uh, he's got pretty good double leg takedowns. He's pretty explosive. Um, I believe he's tra he's trained under uh, Tim Cruder, the same guy who coached Dustin Poirier. Um, so he's at a good gym. And he's surrounded himself with good people. Um, you know if you know if he throws a good step in uh, good step in elbows. Um, he needs to move his head, you know, like when he enters the pocket more, you know, he's kind of being that he's got to get in so close because he doesn't have a very long reach, you know, that's, he gets caught coming in a lot and he doesn't have the best head movement uh, going in. Um, he's going to be giving up uh, close to 10 inches of reach in this fight. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> scary, scary, scary thought. Um, and he's taking on Thimba Garimbo. Um, he's 10 and three. He's 32 years old. He's six foot tall with a 76 Point four inch reach, and um, you know this is a UFC debut. Um, he's a really long rangey guy, and uh, you know he's he's got good ground and pound from top position. From what I saw in the few fights I was able to watch of his, um, he's got really long limbs, so you know he can like really get a lot of torque on those shots. You know from the top position, um, he throws good straight shots. He can get wild at times, but you know he does have good. He does know how to use his reach a little bit. Um, you know he uh it's hard to get him off once he's once he's got top position cuz he's he's got long limbs he can kind of keep you down you know um you know i'm i'm going to say that from what i've seen gorimbo didn't didn't look as good as i would have wanted him to you know in the few fights that i watched of his on uh you know fury and you know it's not he's not getting finishes you know it's all unanimous decisions he does he does get the takedowns and kind of you know win fights that way sometimes. Um, and it's, you know, I don't know. The, the only thing that scares me is the reach, you know, in this spot. Um, 
I definitely think AJ Fletcher should be able to get the win here. Um, I think he's going to need to get the takedowns. Uh, he's he's going to need to take him down, keep him down. You know, he needs to keep Thimba down. Um, you know, Thimba's got too much reach for Fletcher to be playing around on the feet with him, you know, for three rounds. So um, as long as he sticks to the plan and works the takedowns, I think he should be able to get this fight or at least at least get the takedowns in the first round or two and tire, tire uh, Thimba out. You know, so I'm going to go with A.J. Fletcher. Um, do I think he gets a finish here? You know, you know, Thimba doesn't hasn't really been getting finished. Um, I'm gonna say AJ Fletcher um, by decision uh, in this spot. <clears throat> so next up, we got Ovin Saint Pru taking on Felipe Lenz, and uh, Ovin Saint Pru is 39, uh, almost 40 years old now, um, six six foot three with an 80 inch reach. Um, he's 26 and 16 overall. He's 14 and 11 in the UFC. So we all know what, you know, Ovin's fights like nowadays. You know, he's at this point in his career, he kind of stays out of harm's way and lays back and tries to do just enough to get a decision. Um, he doesn't do anything too crazy anymore. He doesn't take a lot of risk. Um, uh, you know, he was, he was able to get that decision over Shogun Hua, but honestly, you know, he could have lost that fight. It's then. It's not that big of an accomplishment at this point since Shogun just retired after a knockout loss last week. And, you know, Shogun arguably, Shogun was bringing it at least in that fight, you know, so I could have seen judges giving the fight to him. Um, you know, Ovin St. Peru does have, you know, good Von Flew choke. Uh, he does have power, you know, and if he would, if he would push the, you know, the pace more, if he would, if he would try to be more offensive instead of just defensive, you know, I, I might, I might, might have picked him in this spot. Um, you know, it's he, he is talented, but he's up there in age. You know, and he's, uh, you know, his only wins here lately have been, uh, I guess he got Malonzo Minifield, but that was back when Minifield was like, you know, pretty brand new. Um, you know, he's getting, he's got, he's got two finishes before his Shogun Hua fight. Um, you know, back in the day, he was, he was a really talented fighter and, and fun to watch. And, you know, I, I just think kind of now he's kind of set to the point where he's just trying to, you know, get a paycheck. And, you know, like I said, he doesn't, he doesn't risk it. You know, he, he fights pretty smart, but it's always like, that's going to bite him in the ass against, you know, somebody like Felipe Lenz here. Um, Felipe Lenz is 37 years old. He's kind of up there in age. I didn't realize he was uh, getting up there either. Uh, he's 6'2", he's got a 78-inch reach, so he's going to be giving up a 2-inch reach advantage in the spot. Um, he's 15-5, and five, and he's 1-2 and two in the UFC with his uh, as two losses, I believe. You know, he was fighting up at heavyweight. Um, yeah, he was fighting up at heavyweight, and he's back down to 205, and he looks a lot better at 205. Um, you know, he, he belongs at 205. You know, he looked very fast in his last fight. Um and and he's got a he's got a lot of good power. Um, he's going to need to push the volume in this fight for sure, which he does have pretty good volume, uh, you know, and just push the pace, the octagon control, and he's got you know pretty good fast combinations. Um, he does have good submissions for a light heavyweight. Uh, I don't know if I see him putting uh, Ovin Saint Pru away here. Um, you know, Ovin Saint Pru he's, he's been fighting pretty safe lately. You know, I think OSP is probably going to stay out of harm's way for the most part. But due to the lack of volume and zero forward pressure, 
he's probably going to get cost a decision here. But I wouldn't be surprised if Felipe Lenz gets the, you know, gets a knockout. But you know, I don't see him, you know, chasing down Ovin St. Preux too much. But I definitely think he's going to win on the volume. And uh, so I got Felipe Lenz in this spot. Um, I kind of want to say by knockout, but <laughs> I'm going to go with decision. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with decision on this one. <clears throat> uh, next up, we got Lena Landsberg taking on Maria Bueno Silva. And uh, Lena Landsberg, uh, elbow queen, is 10 and 7. Or wait, 40, almost 41 years old. 5'7 <laughs> with a 65.5 inch reach. Um, she's 10 and seven and she's four and six in the UFC. Uh, she's fought a lot of good competition. You know, her UFC debut was against Chris Cyborg. So you can't really falter for that loss. You know, Cyborg's a beast. Always has been. Um, she's currently on a three fright losing streak. She's 40 years, almost 41 years old now. Um, she's got a good right hand. She dropped Carol Rosa with that in her last fight, uh, in the first round. And, you know, she's got pretty good Muay Thai. That's what she was known for before coming over to MMA. Uh, she's like a champion, you know, in uh, Sweden or whatever. And, you know, she doesn't have very good takedown defense and has a lot of problems getting back up with some eyes on top of her. So she does struggle with grappling quite a bit, um, which is, you know, she's taken on um, Myra, uh, Myra Bueno Silva. And she is 31 years old, 5'6", with a 66.5-inch reach. So she's going to have an inch reach advantage here. Um, so she's 9-2-1, and one, and she is 4-2-1 and one in the UFC. Uh, she's got great submissions, lots of submissions by sub on her record. She submitted Gillian Robertson, which is kind of a big deal because Gillian Robertson's a really good grappler. Um, you know, she won that grappling tournament against Rose Namajunas in like 65 seconds. So... Um, she won her last fight against Stephanie Egger by armbar. Uh, she did have a, a loss to Marion Ferrot. Not a bad loss, you know, because Ferrot's pretty good. Um, you know, I think she's going to get a towel shot pretty soon. Uh, you know, basically, I see Silva getting the submission here for sure. Um, probably, probably pretty quickly, first round. Uh, she'll be able to get the takedowns, and, uh, you know, she'll get a submission for sure on Lena Landsberg. Probably in the first or second round, I think. Um, going, with, going with Silva here. Next up, we got Juan Camillo Ronderos taking on Clay Carpenter. Juan Camillo is 28 years old, 5'4", with a 64.5-inch reach. Um, he did miss weight in his UFC debut, but I believe that was on super short notice against David Dvorak. Um, he's training out of Extreme Couture. Um, he's quite possibly the shortest male fighter on the roster. Um, you know, and he's pretty pretty close to probably the shortest reach <laughs> on the on the roster. Uh, 64 and a half inch reach is pretty small. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't get, get much going against David Dvorak, but you know, David Dvorak's really talented. You know, he's, he's a really good fighter. He's up in the rankings. Um, you know, Juan Camillo is pretty explosive, pretty fast. And, uh, he's got good hands, but he does struggle a lot with the grappling. I noticed that. And, you know, probably the, the three fights that, that I did watch of his that I could find, um, you know, he's, he's kind of jumped in the deep end too early. He probably should have had, you know, three or four more fights before he fucking, you know, jumped into the UFC against David Dvorak, you know. But, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of promise, honestly. You know, it's just, you know, I think he's he's got to get some, a little bit more time in and get some more fights under his belt. And he'll probably look pretty good, at, you know, later on down the line. Um, he's got the right scrambles. Um, 
you know, he, he does find his way up a lot, but he does get taken down a lot. And he really does, you know, struggle with the grappling. <clears throat> and uh, he's taking on Clayton Carpenter. Clayton Carpenter is 26 years old, 5'6", with a 66-inch reach. And he is 6-0. and This is a UFC debut. Um, his final contender series, he, um, he, he, he went through some adversity in the first round. He's fighting a guy that was way bigger than him. And, uh, yeah, he took some shots. He got busted up a little bit in the first round, but he ended up coming back and, you know, getting a win um, by a unanimous decision. And, uh, you know, he started training karate and judo at, like, five years old. You know, this is all he's done his whole life. I mean, he's been com- competing in martial arts. Um, he's got great striking, good submissions, good head movement. I mean, he's super fast, good front kicks up the middle, um, you know, fast combinations. He's a pretty good counter puncher. Uh, you know, he... he he looked pretty good, you know, from what I've seen. And I could tell you there's definitely a lot of talent talent there, you know. Um, uh, you know, he, he switches stances real well. He's pretty good from both stances. Um, you know, for sure I got to go with Clayton here. You know, I think he I think he can get the takedowns if he needs to. But, you know, he's he's fought the way tougher opponents. You know, he's got better, you know, fought the better competition. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I got to say I got to go with Clayton Carpenter here for sure. Um and you know I, he's he's a pretty big favorite in this spot, you know, um, which I'll, I'll I'll give y'all my 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 bets or what I got so far um, at the end here. Uh, and uh, next up is a fighter that I am you know really excited about, um, Nazim Sayedkov taking on Evan Elder. And uh, Nazim is twenty eight years old, five ten with a sixty nine inch reach. Um, he's seven and one. Uh, this is UFC de- UFC debut. Um, you know his uh, his fight on the Contender Series. Man, he just destroyed that guy. It was I mean he was just putting on a show. You know it looked great. Um, you know he's he was a master of sport and combat combat sambo. Um, lifelong martial artist as well. Uh, over a hundred amateur fights. You know big power, lots of good kicks, great elbows from top position, great counter puncher. Um, He's really comfortable comfortable anywhere the the fight goes. Um, yeah, he's really impressive. You know, he pushes a really good pace and he can keep it up for three rounds. And um, he's got good spinning wheel kicks, nice uppercuts. I mean, there's just so much to to like about this guy. You know, he's really good. He's really talented. He's gonna go a long way. You know, um, yeah, I'm super impressed and excited to see this guy in the UFC. Um, so he's taking on Evan Elder. He is 25 years old. 510 with a 71 inch reach. He's seven and one. Uh this is gonna be his second fight in the UFC, I believe. Um, yeah, he's 0 1 in the UFC. And uh, you know, he fought at welterweight in his debut, but he actually belongs at lightweight. Uh Preston Parsons was way bigger than him. And uh, you know, he's got he's got a good straight right. He um you know, when he throws, he's he's a little bit wild sometimes, but you know, he's a pretty good fighter. Um I think he'll look better in his natural weight class. I don't honestly know if he if he really if he struggles with the wrestling or if it was just that Preston Parsons is way bigger than him. Um, you know, he's got good timing on his head kicks. He definitely understands when to throw him. Uh, you know, I saw him get real close on Parsons with a couple of those. I mean, he just barely, you know, was just barely Parsons was barely able to block it in time. Um, you know, I expect Sodkov to be the you know the the better fighter everywhere everywhere it goes, you know, and um, I'm going to say he's going to wind up with a, with a KO, and, and I'm going to go KO round two um, with Nazim Sadkoff, the Black Wolf. 
Next up, we got John Parisian taking on Jamal Pogues. And uh, John Parisian is 33 years old, 6'4", with a 79-inch reach. Um, his record in the UFC is... He's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. And uh, he's got okay takedowns for a heavyweight. I mean, it's kind of sloppy, but he's not a very technical striker. He's got a pretty good, like... He's got a little good gas tank. You know, there's a... There's not a lot of things that he does like really super well or that he's like really an expert in, but he kind of can just like wear on guys and, you know, especially he makes like a good account of himself, you know, late in the fight if it gets there, um, you know, whereas his opponents will usually be quite a bit tired in the third round. Um, like his takedowns are good enough that, you know, if you're not up to par, he can, you know, um, exploit you there, but he hasn't gotten any wins over any really, you know, high level heavyweight. Yeah, his only wins are over. You know, like Alan, who who is he take? Dontel Mays beat him. Um, his last win was over Alan Badeau, and uh, he had a win over Roki Martinez, a split decision win. Uh, he's got a loss to Parker Porter. Um, you know, out of all that group of guys, I'd say Josh Parisian's one of the, you know, <laughs> just under Parker Porter. Um, he's taking on Jamal Pogues. Uh, Jamal is 27. He's 6'3 with a 77 inch reach. He's 9 and 3. And uh, this is going to be his UFC debut. Sorry. Things are just not going right today, guys. <clears throat> um, so, you know, he used to be a light heavyweight. He used to be in a lot better shape. Um, you know, he had won a fight on Dana White's Contender Series in 2019, but he wasn't signed he was just kind of using his wrestling and his takedowns. Uh, and I guess it was kind of a boring fight. Um, you know, he's got a really good jab. You know, he's got good power. Um, he's got a really good one-two. He's pretty fast with his hands. Um, as long as his takedown defense holds up in this spot, he should win. Um, he'll be the faster man. I, I got him to win by KO, let's say in the second or third round. Um, but it'd be nice. I'm hoping one day we'll get to see him at light heavyweight again. That's where That's where I feel like he belongs. Next up, we got William Knight taking on Marcin Pragnial. Uh William Knight's 34 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. He is 11-4 and 3-3 and three and three in the UFC. Um, you know, he's real powerful and kind of relies on his power to make up for, like, you know, what he lacks as far as, like, his, you know, like, instead of it being, like, a smooth takedown, he really, like, muscles guys to the ground. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, he's got a lot of power in his hands as well. Um, he does tend to gas out, um, probably because he, you know, kind of muscles everybody around. Uh, and, you know, he throws with everything. And, you know, he's coming off back-to-back uh, -back losses, one to uh, Devin Clark and the other to Maxim Grisham. Uh, you know, he's, he usually has, he usually has quite a big problem making weight. Um you know, he weighed in at 251 pounds his last time out. And I believe that fight was supposed to be it. I don't know if it was a catch weight. I thought it was supposed to be at, like, 205. But, um, so, now all that being said, <laughs> you'd think that I'm, that I'm picking against him here. But, uh, you know, he's taking on Marcin Pracnial. He is 34 years old. He's 6'3 with a 74-inch reach. He's fifteen and six, and he's two and four in the UFC. Now, um, <clears throat> sorry, voice is going out on me. Um, 
But as far as like who I really want to win, I would say I want Marcin Pragnia to win. I just kind of like those guys that like, you know, kind of karate style. They're always fun to watch. Um, I always wanted him to do well in the UFC. He's just kind of had a rough run. Uh, he was a, you know, a really exciting finisher before he got to the UFC. And uh, he's got good power. He's got good striking. Um, it's just after he got, you know, finished a few times, uh, you know, he started fighting with a lot more caution, uh, you know, which is good and bad at the same time because, you know, it's it's cost him some decisions for sure, but it also keeps him from getting knocked out, you know. Um, I'm going to be picking William Knight in this spot, but if he has trouble making weight, I'm going to probably switch my pick for sure because if, if, if Knight isn't in shape, you know, he's going to gas out. Practically, I was going to hit him with, you know, straight punches all night till he falls. Um, but if he's in shape, you know, uh, he may get the takedowns and work the ground and pound. And so I'm going to go William Knight by finish, maybe. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the fight that we were going to have next was Jim Miller and Gabriel Benitez, and that would have been a really good fight. Uh, but instead, we got Zach Puega, Puega taking on Jordan Wright. Um, Zach is 34 years old, uh, 6'2", with a 76-inch reach. Um, you know, he's 5-1, and one, he's 0-1 in the UFC. He's actually a pretty talented fighter, he's really good. Um, you know, he was winning the tough finale fight until he got caught at the beginning of the second round with that big punch, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody could have survived that punch. Um, you know, his strengths are definitely his speed and his explosiveness, and his striking is really good. Um, you know, he's got good combinations, good head movement, uh, you know, this fight's going to be at light heavyweight, which I believe is the weight class that he is actually, you know, supposed to be in. You know, he was on, on the tough show, he was a heavyweight. Um, and we'll have to see, you know, if, if uh, you know, if he can make the weight. Um, he's got pretty good volume, pretty good footwork, fast kicks, you know, but those were all advantages that he had at heavyweight. So we'll have to see if it carries over to light heavyweight or if he's even faster, you know. Uh, but he's, he's, a, he's a really good fighter, and he's got a lot of promise. Um so he's going to be taking on Jordan Wright. He's 31 years old, 6'2", with a 77-inch reach. And he's 12-4, and four, and he is 2-4 uh, and four in the UFC. So we got one fighter going down a weight class, one going up, you know. And Jordan is another one of these fighters that I want him to win, you know. Um, he's the kind of karate guy. He's exciting. He always puts on exciting fights, you know. Um, so I don't know if maybe if his, if his chin will be better at, at 205. You know, uh, can't count on it. You know, not after all the times we've seen him KO'd, unfortunately. Um, you know, he's got he's got good striking and stuff, but you know, not not the best head movement. And he definitely has cardio issues. Um, you know, maybe the maybe that'll be better for him at 205. I don't know, but I just I can't really count on him here after all the times we've seen him. You know, getting finished and you know it's just it's just hard to 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 pick him in this spot. And you know, he's uh, he's definitely I'm gonna give. Uh, Zach, the 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 <laughs> pick here, and uh, probably by first round KO for sure. <clears throat> Sorry, it sounds a bit rough today, guys. I'm I'm a little bit out of it. Um, and then our main event, we got Talia Santos taking on Aaron Blanchfield. Um, Aaron uh, Talia Santos is 29 years old, five six with a 68 inch reach. She's 19 and two, and um, Let's check out our record real quick. She is four and two in the UFC, and she is. Oh, her last fight was to Shevchenko, so yeah. I mean, that was a pretty impressive 
the you know performance that she put on against Valentina. Um, you know, she looked real good. She, she could have possibly won that decision. You know, on a, on another night. You know, if it was been different judges or whatever. But I mean, she's really good. She's got pretty good takedowns. She's got good submissions. She's got pretty good. You know, a little bit Muay Thai. You know, striking. Uh, really, really well rounded and. Um, you know, it's hard for me to pick against her after putting on such a, you know, a good performance against the champ. You know, um, a lot of everyone's going with Blanchfield here. You know, sixty-one percent on on tapology. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield is twenty-three years old, five-four with a sixty-eight-inch reach. So they got the same reach. She's given up, you know, two inches of height, but uh, you know, she's uh, ten and one, and I believe she's on. She's. 4-0 in the UFC. She's on a four-fight four win streak. Um, you know, and she's a very talented wrestler. You know, she just kind of, you know, wiped the floor with Molly McCann. You know, made Molly McCann look like she didn't belong. You know, took her down real quick and submitted her like it was nothing. Um, I don't think she's going to be able to do that to Talia, San- Talia Santos in this spot. Um, you know, I kind of I want to pick Blanchfield. I'm pretty sure she's going to wind up being a pretty big favorite in this spot. I don't remember what the line was, but... You know, after after Talia Santos put on such a good performance against you know the champ, uh, I'm not going to pick against her. I'm gonna I'm gonna say she gets this fight you know by decision, um, for sure. So that's all my picks, guys. And then as far as bets go, um, let me see what I got right here. Got them all wrote down. Uh, okay, so I got a Nazim Sidkov. Um, I got him at. Uh, minus 250 kind of a high line for a guy on his usc debut but i definitely think he is you know one of the for sure picks on this card and and you know this line just you know came out so um yeah i caught him like right now i imagine he's going to be a pretty big favorite towards the end probably going to be end up being like a minus 500 um and the uh other pick i had is i had felipe lens i got him at minus 130 um you know, it's a it's a light heavyweight fight. There's always a risk in that, but I feel pretty confident that Felipe Lynch should get the victory here. Um, and then I had a two man parlay on um, Zach Plaga and uh, Zach Plaga and uh, Clayton Carpenter because Clayton Carpenter is like almost already almost minus four hundred favorite. Um, and you know, with the two of them together, because they're both pretty big favorites, they're both like you know minus three hundred something. Uh, I got the parlay at, what was it at? It was minus 151 on that parlay, so for the two-man parlay. So, uh, got Nazim Sidkoff at minus 250. I got Felipe Lenz at minus 130. And then I got a two-man parlay of uh, Zach Plaga and uh, Clayton Carpenter that's minus 151. Um, And if there's anything else more, guys, you know, I mean... I'll post them on my Instagram. I usually do like a little video, you know, before the fights with any bets that I might have added or whatever. So that's what I've been doing. Most people don't ever watch those. They just watch these videos. They don't really care. But, you know, and if y'all watch my results from, you know, the Derek Lewis uh, UFC 68, because I record these early, guys. So UFC uh, 68 just happened a few days ago. I already got the UFC 284 video out. And, uh, and I put up a results video, the betting results video for my uh, UFC Vegas 68 uh, card, and you know I posted a, a picture of a like a six fight parlay on there that I that I end up cashing on. And uh, yeah, I don't ever put those up because 
you know, usually they never hit those big parlays like that. I usually only do single bets or two man parlays, but if y'all are interested in that, you know, want me to post those, just comment below and I'll start putting them up. Um, I usually, I usually only put them up like, you know, the day before the fight. Cause I can't really decide. Um, you know, it just takes me a few times. I usually make a couple of them and I usually only put like 20 bucks or so on them. Uh, you know, cause just trying to get that, that little bit of extra cash, you know, uh, but I appreciate you guys. Sorry that I sound horrible today. And um, y'all have a good one, man. And don't forget to uh, don't forget to check out um, Chris Lattle's podcast. I just did an interview with him. It's called the Lights Out Podcast. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out my stuff, guys. If you want to listen to me on Spotify or Pandora or Rumble, um, I'm on several of those um, iTunes. So if you uh, if you'd rather do it that way, I, I personally like watching YouTube videos myself. So I don't blame anybody, but I'm there, and so is uh, so is the Lights Out podcast. So if you want to check that out, please check it out and check out that interview I did with Chris Lytle, Man, he's a legend. Appreciate it, you guys. Thank you. <laughs>